Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Business Buzz here on Supply Chain Now. This is Scott Luton, your host, and here I'll be sharing a variety of business observations and interesting news stories from across the business world. Now, sometimes you may want to go check out the stories on your own, and we're going to make that easy for you. So links to everything I touch on here today will be conveniently located on the episode page notes at supplychainnow.com. So finding the information you're looking for, well, that should be as easy as possible, right? But regardless, welcome to the Business Buzz, and let's dive on in. In item number one today, we're talking about Cisco, as in S-Y-S-C-O, the food distributor, not Cisco that starts with a C, the technology company. One of my earliest jobs in my career was working at Cisco as a marketing associate. In fact, I was given a rural four-county territory in South Carolina, helping to make sure independent restaurants had the food supplies and equipment they needed to serve their customers. One Amanda Luton is just about sick and tired of hearing my good old stories from the Cisco days. But hey, the restaurant industry has always been a tough business to be in, hasn't it? I would know, as I've worked in the industry, bussing tables, waiting tables, bartending, and helping get restaurant owners what they need when it comes to food and equipment, which we did when I was with Cisco, which by the way, was a great company to work for. Now, according to Max Garland over at Transport Dive, Cisco made news recently as they moved to a four-day work week for their associates. Now, according to CEO Kevin Hurricane, this move will be focused on truck drivers and warehouse team members, and they hope it'll help employee retention in this highly competitive labor environment. Now, despite the now four-day work week, Cisco will continue to deliver its customers six days a week, which the CEO says will increase weekly throughput and provide an increased ability to handle demand fluctuations, amongst other things. You can check out the link to that story in the show notes. Uh, Moving right along to item number two today, Rivian and Hyundai are making big-time investments here in the U.S., possibly ushering in a new manufacturing renaissance in this country. So when automaker Kia opened a major manufacturing plant in West Point, Georgia in 2009, not only the town and the state, but really the entire Southeast was transformed. New jobs, new skill sets, new suppliers, you name it, all were created. Now in recent weeks, the state of Georgia has made a couple of really big announcements. First, electric vehicle startup Rivian is planning a $5 billion manufacturing plant just east of of Metro Atlanta, which will create an estimated 7,500 jobs. And then Hyundai, the parent company of Kia, will be investing some $5.5 billion in a new electric vehicle and battery plant near Savannah, Georgia, set to create an estimated 8,100 jobs. Now, in a separate development, Samsung had announced in 2021 a $17 billion investment into a semiconductor uh, factory near Austin, Texas. But even bigger than the big truckload of jobs and economic development, a question has emerged. Can electric vehicles, semiconductors, and other sectors 
work together to create a new manufacturing renaissance here in the States. If you're asking me, I would think it can certainly re-energize the manufacturing industry here in the U.S., but it's going to take a big-time investment in automation to do it right. Not taking anything away from the human factor, which of course is critical in global supply chain, but labor market preferences have shifted considerably in recent years. And it begs the question, where will all the labor needed to run these new massive plants come from? Well, Lin Wu, a professor of operations, information, and decisions with Wharton, seems to agree. She was quoted in a recent interview via Wharton Business Daily on SiriusXM as saying, quote, In my research, we found that firms that invest in robotics and artificial intelligence are far more productive than the firms that do not, end quote. And get this, the data, according to Professor Wu and many others really out in the market, shows that organizations that invest in these cutting-edge technologies actually hire more people. Let me say that louder for the folks in the back. They hire more people. They create more opportunities for the human factor in manufacturing and global supply chain. But when it comes to that additional hiring that it's going to require, it's going to mean more and more even higher-paying jobs, in, in this case, in the manufacturing sector. Think coding, programming, project management, you name it, engineering. And that would seemingly help build out a bigger hiring tent for the industry and help the manufacturing industry better compete for top talent, not just more talent, but top talent, which is going to be a key part of the formula for success for these big-time investments here in Georgia, in Texas, in Ohio, and many other places. And make no mistake, plenty of eyes globally will be watching these projects and could lead to a lot more new age manufacturing projects here in the States as more and more companies look to tap into and sell into the domestic market. As Professor Wu says, quote, if you're designing cars for American consumers, you need to have American experts who know what Americans like and the specific technology associated with that, end quote. Stay tuned as the U.S. manufacturing industry may just be heading for a whole new chapter. Speaking of the manufacturing industry here in the U.S., in item number three, let's look at two indices that measure American manufacturing activity, courtesy of our friends at MarketWatch. Now, on the rosier side, the Institute for Supply Management's PMI rose in May, showing what they call their strongest level of activity in the manufacturing sector since February 2022. Now, on the flip side, the S&P Global U.S. Manufacturing PMI fell in May to its lowest level in four months. Hey, the data and the spreadsheets don't always align and sing from the same hymnal, right? But here's a little bit of good news related to that latter index. Delivery delays on manufactured orders in May were as least widespread as they've been in some 16 months. And hey, I'll take that. For item number four, Let's celebrate Pride Month by sharing the story of one Bayard Rustin. So on August 28, 1963, as we all may know, in an iconic and historical moment that helped change history here in the U.S., some 250,000 Americans from all walks of life descended on Washington, D.C. In what became known as the March on Washington for Jobs and Freedom, 
The moment would not only provide Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s extraordinary I Have a Dream speech, but it would help pave the way for the 1964 passage of the Civil Rights Act. But in a little-known fact, one Bayard Rustin, a noted civil rights activist in the 60s, well, he would be charged with leading and coordinating all of the logistics that the enormous event would require. And Bayard Rustin, a gay man that would also become an activist later in his career for LGBTQ rights, well, he'd perform a remarkable job helping to enable an event that certainly, in a transformational way, shaped American society. You can learn more about Rustin's story as I'll be posting a link to a past This Week in Business History episode in the show notes. But hey, not just in June, but in all months. we got to work together to ensure that everyone from all walks of life aren't just treated with respect and dignity, that's table stakes, but also have opportunities and access to advance and succeed and pursue their passions in life. And from where I sit, we certainly have a lot more work to do, right? Okay, moving right along here on the Business Buzz for June 3rd, 2022. In item number five, I want to mark a few upcoming dates in June. June 4th is National Cheese Day. And it shouldn't surprise anyone that according to the International Dairy Foods Association, the most popular cheese dish in the U.S. is macaroni and cheese. Now, I'd say it'd be a travesty if cheese grits weren't in the top five, at least in my mind. Next week, June 5th through the 11th, is Pet Appreciation Week. Now, my rescue hounds, Ruby and Dex, should feel appreciated every hour of the day. Boy, they have hit the dog lottery, let me tell you. But beyond these two, let me share this good news with you. PetSmart Charities has recently announced that their company, their nonprofit, has helped facilitate some 10 million adoptions in PetSmart stores. Wow, how about that? Now, of course, Juneteenth is coming up on June 19th, and I'm really excited to venture to Galveston, Texas, and visit the Customs House there, the historical Customs House, which is essentially the birthplace of Juneteenth. Now, the Customs House is being transformed into a museum dedicated to this national holiday. Kevin L. Jackson and I will be recording a special episode of Digital Transformers, which you can find right here. You can find really wherever you get your podcast from, but also, of course, part of our Supply Chain Now digital family. Stay tuned for more, and you can find the link to the Customs House uh, Museum, the new Juneteenth Museum, in the show notes. And finally today on the Business Buzz, I invite you to check out the Africa Supply Chain Excellence Awards which will be taking place on July 19, 2022, at the Maslow Hotel in Santon, South Africa. This incredible project and team are partners of ours, of our 2022 Supply Chain and Procurement Awards, and they're doing exceptional work by lifting up business leaders and organizations across Africa. And I'd invite you to support their efforts. You can learn more by visiting ASCEA.co. Dot za or za said in some parts of the world you can also find a link to the organization in the episode notes as well well that just about does it for this week's edition of the business buzz hey, let us know what you think uh, in the meantime this is scott luton and on behalf of our entire team here at supply chain now 
wishing you a wonderful first weekend in June. But whatever you do, find a way to do good, to give forward, and to be the change that's needed. And on that note, we'll see you next time right back here on Supply Chain Now. Thanks, everybody.